Well, as a city planner, uh, here were traffic lights. And actually, when you look at the place, it's a bit of square. So, as a consultant, I said, well, why don't you take away the traffic lights? Well, next year they were also being renewed. They said, well, we could try to do it. And they changed it. Took away the traffic lights, and it's more than 12 years ago now. And since that moment, we <coughs> didn't have any severe accident. And the traffic flow is fluent. We don't have queues anymore. And on your bike, you can go and cross the street. You don't have to stop anymore, as you did in the past. So actually, it's very positive. The only thing that some people are still are complaining about is saying, well, it's not so clear what to do. What we did is we added a little bit of risk to the perception of people. And it's that little bit of risk that is making people more taking care for each other. That's why we don't have severe accidents. That's why the speed drops. And that's something that has to be explained to our politicians, that you can't avoid risk. You have to manage risk. And that's always part of this type of designs, multifunctionality. Of course, public space has multifunctions. And so gradually, when you know how it works, I was able to do it in more and more uh, busy environment. This was a main road with 12,000 cars, and the side road has about 5,500, so altogether 17,500 cars on this intersection. You were traffic lights. And what we did was simply removed all the things related to traffic, and we made it just a simple flat square. And then see what happens. Oh, well, people find their own way, and it looks a bit like some choreography. Uh, people turning around, turning behind each other, and signaling with their hands and shouting and simple, normal human behavior. And we don't have cues, and we don't have had really severe accidents. Small accidents happen, yes, of course. And that's also what the last few years are saying to people about accidents. We have so many accidents, but in my opinion, some 20%, 10% of all those accidents are disasters. They are destroying the lives of people because someone is killed or injured. I would do anything to avoid those accidents. But all those 80% of other accidents, 80-90%, those are very positive experiences to keep away the other 15%. Because, for instance, the first accident my son had with the car of his, of his mother, I would have paid for it. It was an experience he will never forget. And after that moment, he will drive more carefully. So that we have to learn that accidents will always be part of the system. But it's unacceptable that people lose their life in the traffic system. I think I wouldn't have such a system. And that's what we have to fight against. And this is one of the solutions. A school has problems. And what to do with the school? What you see mostly in Holland when there's a school problem, we isolate the school from the road. But the problem is, whenever the child is coming out of the school and crossing the street, and you have isolated the school from the street, all the users of the street have no awareness of the fact that there's a school. And then you have a very dangerous situation. I know three places where in such a situation there was a deadly accident. But many people think we need big fences, avoiding the conflict between children and the road. You can't. And the problem is to convince people that all that isolation is not the best way to do it. And here we are explaining with a lot of people what we try to achieve. And this is how it's done. They wanted absolutely, that's also part of a law in Holland, you need a fence around the school. That we try to make the fence part of the school idea. That is readable when you go along. And it's not something that is isolating the school. No, it's 
bringing the school into the world of the car drivers. Quite a different way of design. But it took a lot of convincing those people. The city of Haren, it was a main road from central government from some 150 years ago. And there were bicycle lanes alongside and the shopkeeper said it's horrible. We don't sell anything anymore. People all go to the big city of Groningen. It's so uncomfortable. There is no public space anymore. So couldn't it be changed? And I became part of the working group and we wanted to change it. But you can already see if you want to have more space for public space, you can't have those bicycle paths anymore. And that was an enormous discussion in that society. It took about two, three years with people fighting for that bicycle path, especially those bicycles with those, uh, very nice helmets and so on for the long distance. And this is how we changed it. And what we now see is, is a little drop in the amount of traffic. We have a, no serious accidents anymore, and the shopkeepers are very content with uh, what happened. People are coming back again to that area using it as a shopping center. And hmm? that's good for my health. <laughs> and in that road, we made two different squares one at the city hall and one at its church entrance. Just a simple flat square where the road ends at the entrance of the square and begins at the other side of the square. That you're suddenly aware of the fact that you're part of the context around you the church or the city hall. And there's a little group of people still saying, We want our bicycle path back. And I think the only way to cope with that problem is it will die out when you wait long enough because they will never change their opinion. But when you look at the figures and we see what has happened, it's very positive. And it's now an example that's used in Germany quite a lot. Well, 